0: What is up, MyTurf fam? I appreciate you being with me. This is Ryan Marshall, your host. This is season one, episode 34 of MyTurf, title track, Simplification. And I will get to that name in a second. Remember, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Twitter handle is RyanFN18, shows email address to interact, ask honor questions, or hate mail, MyTurfPodcast at gmail.com. I am live from Central Alabama, not Lower Alabama this week. I wanted to bring you something, so I apologize for the audio. I'm definitely doing this on my phone. Wanted to give you some a preview and predictions and kind of go over what happened last week in college football. And then Friday, I will bring you an episode about the NFL football of course, we're in the full swing of the Major League Baseball stuff, so you need to check that out, uh, all your local listings of what's going on right now. My Braves got beat last night. Of course, the Houston Astros had a great walk-off against the Mariners, which was soul-crushing for their fan base, including me, who who kind of likes the Mariners. They're my second team. And, uh, man, great baseball, though. Glad to have Major League Baseball playoff baseball uh, some of the best to ever watched, most some of the most entertaining, some really great dramatic moments in sports that we all love. So let's get into this this episode though. Simplification. Are we ready? Let's go. Why? Because sometimes complexity is just that. We often overthink the process of execution and forget to simplify the obstacles we face. In today's society, we've evolved with data and analytics. That's true. But sometimes you just gotta take a step back and say, This is what the hell I'm doing, and I hope it pays off. Like, I have an off day on Fridays, but I'm also free on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. I can break down all the games, or even better games. I tend to be positive, then very negative, and it appears condescending. So I've got to do a better job of that and simplify it. So let's narrow the lens and get down to brass tacks and speaking more matter of fact right? That's what I'm trying to do in simplifying thing for simplification. In college football this past week, Texas, Tennessee, Mississippi State looked really strong in the early games, guys. Alabama, they tried to run a simplified offense for a new quarterback, but you know, three turnovers and it just didn't look so hot, but they got the job done against Texas A&M. Georgia is now trying to run their offense through Stetson Bennett instead of him being a game manager. Well, they got back to being simple and it worked out against Auburn. Yeah, mind you is not a very good team, but they're probably their best position and probably the only good position they're good at is running back. But the Stetson Bennett love affair has to end. He has to be figured out, or George has figured out, like, look, this guy's not a Heisman guy. We need to limit his touches as much as possible through the air. Nothing wrong with him still throwing some deep balls, but again, Michigan. They seem to be very efficient and have really simplified it for J.J. McCarthy, their new quarterback. Look, man, let the guy throw off a lot of play action in the RPOs, and this guy is absolutely deadly. He doesn't have to throw a whole lot on the outside of the numbers. He can keep everything in. Clemson's offense, they've simplified things. They're not letting DJ Uwa Ungerle think too much back there. They're letting him use his legs, getting the ball out quick. I mean, he's probably averaging, I think, 3.2 seconds. for for when he's getting a pass off they're running they're not trying to run anything deep keeping everything just basically right there check downs quick hitters easy throws for dj and then let him use his legs to open things up ohio state they're definitely the best team that we've seen probably all year but wait until they're tested usc mm, pretty strong so is michigan but we still got to see them tested UCLA, they look for real, and Notre Dame is getting better. Oklahoma, not looking good, guys. Three straight losses. They look absolutely shook out there. Brett Venables, it looks like a lost season to this point for up to what Oklahoma standards are. But, hey, look, it's your first year, new culture. You're trying to build something. You got a transfer quarterback coming in that's under the concussion protocol, still in Dylan Gabriel. So this team is not as strong as we had originally thought they were. How about Oklahoma State and TCU? These two teams undefeated in the Big 12. TCU got. Past kansas in a great game 38 to 31 even knocked out their quarterback and uh kansas was still in this ball game and i was very impressed by what i still saw from them but uh tcu looks for real under head coach sonny dykes love their quarterback max dugan they're absolutely playing lights out football right now their defense is better than giving up 31 points by the way i think kansas just really made some dynamite plays oklahoma state look they're still figuring things out on defense with new defensive coordinator Derek Mason, who came over from Auburn. Of course, you know he was the Vanderbilt head coach before that. He was a Stanford defensive coordinator under Jim Harbaugh in those years. So he's a really good defense coordinator, still trying to get his, his system implemented more in there, and they'll get better. But Spencer Sanders and that offense for Oklahoma State – they look absolutely lights out, man. I love what I'm seeing from them. So that's kind of breaking down last week. I know I've kind of jumped around and everything like that and, and maybe got away from what simplification was about. But we just need to, I'm trying to just simplify what you're trying to see from these teams. Michigan looks good. Don't get me wrong. But are they really that efficient on offense like they need to be? I, I'm not seeing it. We, we, we got to see something better. So. I I, we know this week is a lot of major tests, guys big-time tests this week Let's go ahead and start off with the first one because I think a lot of people including myself are are wondering What's going to happen with Bryce Young? Is he going to play you simplify that playbook as much as you could for Jalen Milrow? And then he couldn't really even go off of that. It looked like to me though. He still was pressing a bit um he couldn't even handle a snap it was very disappointing to see him you know a quarterback that's been in that system for two years and they basically me down the playbook for you and you couldn't grasp it and it was not like he didn't have maybe command of the offense it just looked like he was going through his progression slow understand second year quarterback you got high expectations you got playmakers uh you know to me it just felt like three turnovers come I mean, the fumbles and the interception that was uncalled for and by the way he got away with two intercepts two interceptions that were dropped by texas a&m defenders by the way so he got very lucky missed kicks and then kept texas a&m in the ball game we don't need to dwell on that game let's look now to this week if milrow starts against tennessee for alabama i don't expect them to win i don't think anybody's feeling that very that confident in, in him as the quarterback Hendon hooker we all know how great of a player he is. He's got outstanding wide receivers. Is Spencer yeah, uh, Cedric Tillman plays in this game, this that could be a big difference. It's their star wide receiver from Tennessee. They've got some good players. And Hyatt, of course, a wide receiver, and Brew McCoy's an excellent wide receiver as well. I like what I'm seeing from this Tennessee offense. I think they're the second best offense in the nation behind Ohio State. This is going to be an absolute great game. Alabama is favored by seven which is crazy to me um, that they really are because they dropped a three in the polls and and Tennessee's at home and Tennessee's look like, you know, really, uh, it looks like a dang good football team and they've struggled with Florida and they did struggle with um, Pittsburgh too, a couple weeks ago, had to go to overtime and win 34 to 27, even with Pittsburgh's backup quarterback. But I think they've kind of gelled and gotten better through that. I think they're a better team than those scores would indicate. I like Alabama on the road. If Bryce Young is playing with Milrow, I'm just not so sure. Over under 65 and a half, they think they're going to score some points. This sixth-ranked Alabama defense, one of the best in the nation. Tennessee's defense, eh, a seventh in pass defense. So they can light them up through the air, maybe give them a nice little healthy dose of Jameer Gibbs, and they get the win. A lot of people are picking Tennessee in this game and to cover and win outright. I'm not, though. I'm going to take Alabama, and I'm going to take them by two scores. And you're going to probably say, Ryan, you're just being a homer. It's not that I'm being a homer. It's just that I understand that Alabama is losing the turnover battle in a lot of these games. I understand that. But I think they clean things up. Bryce Young comes back. He's going to play in this football game, and they're going to get the ball out quick and let their athletes eat in space. Don't let them hold on to the ball. Don't try to make them do too much because there's going to be 110,000 screaming, smoky fans trying to cause chaos. You're not going to be able to hear a lot with that crowd. You simplify everything, get the damn ball out quick. Don't try to make them overthink and try to set the pass protection. You do stuff that the defense, you take what the defense has given you. If they're going to try to blitz, get a dump off really quick, man. Uh, that's, that's what you got to do. If Tennessee, just run your formation out there. I feel like make Tennessee try to react to that. Um, I think that's what happens sometimes with Alabama. They just got to really go on the offensive. Bill O'Brien, attack them, man. If they're giving you that, call an audible real quick. I already have it in there maybe for the, uh, for the receiver to adjust on a hot route and get it done that way. And I think Alabama does and figures it out, and, and they win by two touchdowns. I will give a score but uh, I think, I think like 42 to 28 sounds, sounds about right. And like I said, I could be completely wrong. Maybe Tennessee is the real deal, but until I see it, uh, that's what I'm going with, man. But I, that, that is, by the way, a Bryce Young plays, um, if he does not play and it's, you know, Jalen Milrow, and that's the product we got from last week, it could be a long day for Alabama like a like a very lopsided score because i don't think he's built to come from behind penn state and michigan first let me tell you alabama tennessee is gonna be 230 cbs college game day is going to be there for espn so you are going to have all the festivities beforehand and then 230 cbs uh, will be the game time brad nessler and gary dickhead danielson will be bringing you the call 11 a.m fox penn state at michigan We talked about this, man. We think Penn State is one of the most underrated teams in the nation. They're 10th ranked right now, Big Ten. And, man, I love kind of this Penn State team, man. They're just like blue collar, nothing flashy really about them. Sean Clifford's getting it done. Michigan's kind of the same way. It's a good matchup. Michigan's favored by seven, over under 51.5 in the big house in Ann Arbor. I like what I'm seeing from Quorum that are running back, too. Like I said, J.J. McCarthy looks good. I'm going to take Michigan in this game, and I think it's going to be close. over and is 51.5, guys. What are you thinking? You know, 30-23, something like that? I, I would go with that. I like Michigan. Uh, I don't know if they cover, but I like Michigan to win this game. Auburn at Ole Miss, 11 a.m. ESPN. The lane train keeps it going. He's 6-0 right now on the, on the season. Jackson Star, Jackson Dart is starting to really gel more and more. Favored by 14 and a half, over under and a half, almost stomps Auburn. Brian Harson gets fired after this game, I believe. And, and get ready, you're gonna start hearing the Matt Rule calls after he got let go by the Carolina Panthers, the former Baylor head coach Temple before that. He's a really good, outstanding college coach and got that resume. He just couldn't get it done in the pros. Like so many. Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier. I mean, the list goes on and on. Butch Davis didn't get it done. How about at Rutgers, um, Greg Sciano? These college coaches sometimes are just not that good in the pros. Understanding, you know, personalities and, and coaching those personalities is, is, you know, easier said than done. 11 a.m. ESPN2, Kansas at Oklahoma. Of course, Kansas is coming off the loss to TCU. Heartbroken over that. Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel. Of course, uh, He's been out, and so Oklahoma's on a three-game losing streak. I kind of like Oklahoma in this game. They're, they're going to have Gabriel back is the word. They're favored by nine, over-under 62.5. Yeah, give me the Sooners in this one, man, and a pretty good high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be like 37-28, something around there. Kansas, I mean, excuse me, Iowa State at Texas. Texas, 22 in the nation. They look good. They defeated Oklahoma last week, of course, 49-0. Iowa State's reeling right now. Give me the Longhorns, favored by sixteen and a half at home. Over under forty nine. I think they win big. Eleven a.m. Big Ten Network. Minnesota on the road. At, uh, Illinois. Minnesota was looking really good, and then just all of a, all of a sudden they you know they get tripped up last week, and I was kind of shocked by that. I, I thought PJ Fleck would would have him playing better, you know, and, and had him playing better, and then to lose to Purdue twenty to ten was kind of shocking to me. Uh, Illinois is looking like a good team under Brett Bielema. I think this is going to be a good matchup. Who am I going to pick, though? Let's simplify it. Minnesota favored by 6.5 on the road, over under 39, a low-scoring affair. Tanner Morgan at quarterback. Give me Minnesota. I like Minnesota in this game. Vanderbilt traveling to take on the number one-ranked Georgia Bulldogs, 2.30 p.m. SEC Network. Georgia favored by 38.5, over under 58.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm George going to win that game. Yeah, Georgia's going to win that game. Damn right they're going to win that game. All right, this is a great matchup. Oklahoma State at TCU, guys. Two undefeated teams in the Big 12, 2.30 p.m. ABC start time. TCU favored by four, over under 68.5. I'm not taking TCU. Nope. Spencer Sanders and Oklahoma State get it done, and they get it done by a touchdown, I think. Uh, I'm going to say 35-28. 2.30 2:30 p.m. ACC Network, another great matchup. NC State on the road at Syracuse, who is surprisingly undefeated under Coach Dion Fabers. They look great. Syracuse favored by three and a half over under 42. Give me give me Devin Leary in the uh, in the Wolfpack, though. I like them to go win on the road. I think they're a better football team than, than Syracuse. 3 p.m. ESPN Plus, under, undefeated James Madison, 25th ranked in the country, three 0 in the Southern Belt, traveling to take on Georgia Southern. James Madison, favored by 12 over under 67. They're one of the best ball control teams I've seen out there. So efficient on offense. They just execute, man. Four or five yards here at a time. Those long, sustaining drives, they get it done. Give me James Madison. Of course, I like this program, man. Check them out. Clemson, on the road at Florida State. Clemson favored by three and a half over under 51. I'm taking, for the upset, the Criminals. I'm just joking. I'm taking the Seminoles in this game. There's something about this ACC it's weird it's just it's just weird man Florida State I just think that they they remember what Dabo said last year about them and uh you know of course a couple years ago there you know that game was canceled cuz of covid and stuff like that yeah give me uh give me Florida State I I think an upset I think they can stifle DJ and um, yeah, I think they get it done, man. The run game's good. I just don't think this Clemson defense is as good as we thought they were going to be. I thought that defensive line was going to be way more disruptive, and, and it hasn't worked out that way. 6:30 p.m. ABC, by the way, it's going to be a great game at Dope Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, Florida. 6:30 p.m. SEC Network, number 16 Mississippi State, five and one on the year, baby. Mike Leach, and he's also giving out wedding advice. Check that out on YouTube. Going to face the number 22nd ranked Kentucky Wildcats, who are. All of a sudden, reeling. Their season does not look great. Mississippi State, favored by four, over under 49. I don't know if Will Levis is playing in this game. Kentucky just looks all out of sorts. Ever since the uh, – it just seems like since they beat Florida, they just look like crap guys. I, I don't know what's going on with them. Like Ole Miss – yeah, sure, Ole Miss is a good football team, and Ole Miss handled them. Um, you know, got a good win there at the end, 22-19. But last week they just got blown out by South Carolina. Um, Will Levis plays – Obviously, I, I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky more, but I think Mississippi State is playing better football with Will Rogers at quarterback. Give me Mississippi State, and give me them by a touchdown. 7 p.m., Fox for the big one, the late one. USC at Utah. Utah, oh, man. They lost last week to UCLA, who's got a bye week this week. We'll talk about them in a second. BYU, I mean, excuse me. UCLA lose. Of course, BYU is Utah's uh, rival, and they're in the same state, so I'm sorry I sounded like an idiot saying that. But, yeah, Utah, you know, they lose last week to UCLA. I I was kind of shocked by it. The athleticism that UCLA has was super impressive. Utah is favored by 3.5 in this game over and under 65. I was kind of shocked by that. Uh, give Give me USC in this game, man. I like what I'm seeing from Caleb Williams diet running back the transfer from Oregon looks awesome Jordan Addison god almighty I mean he just looks like he just looks awesome from transferring over for Pitt from Pitt he's one of the best route runners in the game he really high points the ball he's a complete package at wide receiver I don't know if Utah can stop that the physicality though of Utah scares me for USC because they're they're flashy and finesse but um yeah I'm still going to take USC in this game which brings me to a question that I had from Clay out of Jemison, Alabama, Ryan. Now that we're kind of halfway through the season, would you like to change your midseason conference championship picks in the Power Five? Well, Clay, I'm glad you asked. Yes, I would like to. Uh, I I think I'm still gonna uh, take Clemson to win the ACC. I do believe they could they could get tripped up by uh by Florida State, but yeah, I still uh I still like Clemson, man. You know they got FSU on the road this week. Then they're gonna host. Syracuse of course you know Syracuse is undefeated right now and then they're at Notre Dame those are going to be some really tough games for them but I I still would think that Clemson wins the ACC in the Big Ten I'm still sticking with Ohio State I like what I'm seeing from both sides of the football Jim Knowles is going to get that defense even better and better as the season goes on and they understand that scheme more but uh yeah CJ Stroud and them just look awesome in the Big 12 Oklahoma State now over Baylor Baylor I just Just is not as strong as I thought they would be. Oklahoma State looks like the team to beat. I understand this, though. They're at TCU, hosting Texas, at Kansas State, who's looking really good, versus Kansas at Iowa State, and then Oklahoma to round it out, though. So Oklahoma State's got a very tough schedule, so maybe I'm like, they just look like the best team in the Big 12, and that's why I'm picking them. In the Pac-12, I'm going to swap it to UCLA. All those transfers that Chip Kelly's got, Dorian Thompson, Green, looks freaking awesome, man. I had Utah to start the season, but I like what I'm seeing from UCLA. They uh, they look like a, a, a damn good football team. They got a tough schedule to, of course, round it out as well. But, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing from out of that program. SEC, I'm still going Alabama. I understand, man. They could get beat by Tennessee. Then they're hosting Mississippi State. Get a bye week, and then you're at Ole Miss. Alabama's got a tough schedule, man. They do. But I think – They're still the most talented team, and I still think that this team has the highest ceiling with Bryce Young, quarterback. I like them. You know, Georgia's got a brutal schedule. They got Vandy. Then they get a bye, hosting Florida, hosting Tennessee, at Mississippi State, and then at Kentucky with a more than likely healthy Will Levis. So Georgia's got a more brutal schedule, I feel like, than Alabama. Oak, you know, like we talked about, Oklahoma State's got a tough schedule. Ohio State's got a tough one. They're going to, you know, they got to buy this week. Then they're hosting Iowa at Penn State, at Maryland, and then versus Michigan. I should say that Maryland's going to be the the 19th of uh, November. Um, and they're going to host Michigan on the 26th of November to the end of the season. So Ohio State's got a very tough schedule as well. But I think these teams can handle. I think they got the depth. I think they've got the coaching uh, discipline that's going to really help them propel uh, to to still bigger heights throughout the season, and they're going to start to gel more and more. And I like the quality of football that Ohio State's playing. I think Alabama was playing really good football against Arkansas until Bryce Young went out. He helps that defense more, and that's what they need. Again, Tennessee is a dang good football team. I know a lot of people, Tennessee fans, are beating their chest right now, and they're feeling themselves – But until we actually see it, because like I said, close games against Florida, close game against Pittsburgh, understand they've you know they've gotten better, but if there is an area, we know that Alabama has a better defense. And we also know that Bryce Young can tear apart that secondary if he's in that game. So That's what we'll be paying attention to this weekend, and we'll see what happens, see how I come out. You know, I'll probably eat a lot of crow. Somebody's going to probably get beat and slip up, and I'll be responsible for my words. But it's all good, and I just can't thank you enough for listening to my turf. I apologize again for the audio. Like I said, I'm on the road, on my phone. This podcast, though, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Remember to tune in each and every week. Thank you so much. The uh, title track, again. Simplification and why? Probably because I had to do it on my phone and be and you know, not be as high tech. But it was a way to get it out there as well. And we're simplifying our breakdown and speaking more matter of fact. And I was trying not to be as condescending. So I hope uh, I hope I was more straightforward and didn't beat around the bush. Be too positive, then negative, and then give you some kind of prediction. So uh, I appreciate you being with us. You're listening to uh, My Turf Season One, Episode 34. Be back with you in a couple days. Title track, Simplification, and that is a wrap. Have a good week, everyone.